electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Keynote by CNBC Events. I'm Tyler Matheson. On this podcast, we bring you in-depth, candid conversations with executives, experts, and thought leaders. On this episode, you'll hear from Dana Peterson, chief economist and center leader for economy, strategy, and finance at the Conference Board. Peterson spoke with my colleague, CNBC small business correspondent, Kate Rogers, on August 2nd, 2023, as part of CNBC's Small Business Playbook event about her economic outlook and its impact on small businesses. Here is their conversation. Well, let's dig into the top problem, inflation. Why has it been so stubbornly high for owners over the last year plus? Well, certainly we had supply chain disruptions that caused inputs to be very expensive, as well as food and energy prices. But also for businesses, wages have been rising very aggressively, certainly as they've been trying to find the right talent and also to keep talent. So for a time, it was a top concern for owners that shifted. Labor has been in the number one spot. Supply chain has been in the number one spot. Those three really seem to be weighing very heavily on the minds of small business owners. So tell us from where you sit, do you think things are improving or getting better right now? Yes, absolutely. Inflation is getting better. And that's because, as I mentioned, supply chain issues are are loosening. Gasoline prices and fuel prices are, are falling year on year. But most importantly, wage growth is not rising as aggressively. And that's because some businesses, yes, are seeing softer demand, so they don't need as much uh, in terms of incentives to keep workers. But also those industries that had trouble finding labor, they're getting closer and closer to being full in terms of adding all the labor that they need that they let go during the pandemic. So that means they don't have to raise wages as aggressively to find the right workers. We do know, of course, labor is still an issue for some owners. But as you said, things are somewhat improving there. Do you feel certain sectors are feeling the impacts of inflation more acutely than others? And why? For example, I hear often from owners in the services and restaurant sector that wage competition has just been so intense and they really do feel that pressure to keep workers on board in this environment and remain competitive. So are things improving and what sectors are feeling it the most? Sure. Sectors where you have to physically show up for work, surprisingly, um, like manufacturing and mining and construction, they're continuing to see wages grow very aggressively. Um, We're starting to see a little bit of peaking and some slowing in wages for those other services where you have to show up to work, like leisure and hospitality, healthcare, and certainly professional and, and business administrative types of jobs. So that's good news. And certainly there are sectors that are not doing as well because they were formerly the pandemic darlings. Now they're seeing less demand, like tech and finance, they're seeing their wages fall, actually. So there is definitely a mixed story out there for businesses. I'd love to talk a little bit, Dana, about the Fed. Uh, Our own CNBC data has shown over the last year that some small business owners kind of lack confidence in the Fed's ability to control inflation. Uh, When will they start feeling the impacts of what the Fed is doing in a positive way? When will things turn around for them? Well, we're already starting to see the pages turn with respect to inflation. When we look at consumer inflation, it's falling year on year. Uh, The main measure that the Fed pays attention to is now at around 3%. 
and less food and energy, it's around 4.5%. That's a far cry from 8 and 9% inflation that we saw last year. And we should continue to see inflation slow, especially for consumers who may uh, have seen their rents rise. Those rents are starting to slow in terms of appreciation. And that's really going to help out consumers. And certainly many businesses are going to experience some slowing in demand. That's kind of the cost of the Fed rate hikes um, that may cause them to cut prices a bit. Um, but certainly the input costs, and in particular wages, coming off is really important for continued improvement in inflation dynamics. And also for small business optimism, I do want to talk about those high interest rates that you mentioned. They've been coupled with instability in the regional banking system in the first half of the year. What does that mean for spending and borrowing for small business owners in this environment? Well, certainly with higher interest rates, it does raise the cost of capital. And then laid on to that was the banking crisis here in the U.S., where many businesses are tightening their lend well, banks are tightening their lending standards for commercial and industrial loans. And also the focus of the banking crisis was those small and medium-sized uh, banks that also tend to be in regions where the larger banks aren't. And so those banks are pulling back and also they're losing deposits. So that's certainly not a positive for small businesses who are looking for capital. And the Fed's increases in the short term, what do those mean for Main Street? I know we talked about long term, when will they start feeling some of the more positive effects, but what do they mean right now? Well, in the short term, we're already seeing the effects of Fed rate increases on the housing market. The housing market has slowed very dramatically, so any business that's involved in real estate or even uh, furnishing a home or buying a car for that home have probably felt some of the effects of that slowing demand. Um, but when we look at services, consumers are still out there spending, and certainly higher interest rates don't necessarily affect that. You don't take out a mortgage to go to a restaurant. So most <laughs> consumers use cash or credit cards. But ultimately, that debt service is going to kick in, and it's going to kick in at a higher rate. So that's going to calm the activity for consumer spending, we think, in the short run. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. This episode is brought to you by AARP. Ten years from today, Lisa Schneider will trade in her office job to become the leader of a pack of dogs. As the owner of her own dog rescue, that is. A second act made possible by the reskilling courses Lisa's taking now with AARP to help make sure her income lives as long as she does. And she can finally run with the big dogs. And the small dogs, who just think they're big dogs. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org skills. I'd love to hear your assessment of the consumer pulse right now. How are consumers feeling? I mean, I know in covering small business and the restaurant sector, we are seeing a lot of spending. We are seeing a very resilient consumer. Do you agree? Do you think that will last? Well, for the first time in a long time, consumers are saying that their current situations 
and their expectations for the future are very optimistic. Uh, for most of this year, consumers were just saying right now is OK, but we're worried about the future. We think a recession's coming. Well, some of that sentiment is pulled back. Consumers are saying that they're feeling better, probably because many of them are still working. They've seen some increases in their wages. Their real incomes are rising. That means income away from in less inflation because in prices have come off. And also they're saying that for the future, they have less confidence that there is a downturn coming. They have more confidence that their incomes are going to be healthy and that their personal finances are going to be um, where they should be. I was just going to ask, do you think they're resilient as we think they are or will this hit a wall? Because we're talking about the back half of the year and there was such a high expectation that things would slow down. There would be a potential recession. It seems like that's a less likely scenario now. So what does that mean for consumer spending, for small businesses and for the inflation picture? Yes. Well, all we have is information for the first half of the year. In the second half of the year, we will have headwinds. So the, the lagged effects of interest rate hikes will start hitting consumer spending. Consumers are also going to run out of that excess savings from uh, the money that they received during the pandemic. They're basically going to run out of that by the fall. Also, many people who have student loans are going to have to start repaying the, those student loans or at least the interest, and that's going to cut spending. So we think that certainly for the second half of the year, we're going to see slower consumer spending. That is going to impact small businesses that cater to the consumer. But we think that there is a bright side. Certainly, once inflation gets really close to uh, falling, maybe 3% or even closer to 2%, the Fed's going to start rate cutting interest rates. And we think that's going to start happening around the second quarter of next year. So that's a bright scenario for next year where you have lower inflation, lower interest rates, and a more balanced degree of spending between goods and services. You just mentioned next year and kind of a light at the end of the tunnel. What would those interest rate cuts mean for Main Street and for the inflation picture? Well, certainly it lowers the cost of capital. It also invites consumers to get back into the game and buy those big ticket purchases that they tend to finance like cars and homes and furniture. So that's all good news uh, for for small businesses. So I think that right now we have to go through the pain. There's a bitter pill that we have to take, but we'll feel better by the back half of next year. And I'd love for you to talk a bit more about your outlook for next year. And what do we think the top issue will be on Main Street? As I said, labor, inflation, supply chain, those have been the three they've been shuffling around in terms of uh, importance and the number one spot. But if you had to forecast, what do you think it'll look like in 2024? We think that labor shortages are still going to be an issue. It's a longer term issue. It's a structural issue. Why? Because we have the baby boomers whom we love so much retiring and leaving the labor market and there aren't enough young people to come in and take their places. And even for the younger people, they don't have the experience yet. And so there's going to continue to be this ongoing challenge for many businesses in terms of labor shortages. So we think especially for small firms, uh, that's going to continue to be a problem for many of them. And I know you mentioned wage inflation has come down, but if the competition is still so fierce, how do owners compete and get people to take jobs, to show up to work and to stick with their companies long term? Well, I think a lot of it has to do with flexibility. So certainly making sure that workers have the option to choose their hours, for example, or they can take certain days off if, if for example, they can work from home. Those are some of the options that can help small business to attract labor and also keep their best workers. And then there's also other ways to incentivize workers other than necessarily raising their wages. You can give them one-off bonuses that aren't embedded in the bottom line for the company. 
So there are many ways that companies or small firms can look to keep their workers happy. And finally, I know you mentioned the light at the end of the tunnel, things getting a little bit better in the back half of the year. What is the number one thing you're going to be watching with regard to inflation in the back half of 2023 and heading into next year that small business owners should have their eye on? Well, we think the softening of the economy is going to be in the back half of this year, but inflation is going to be a lot lower. We're going to be looking at measures like the CPI, also the personal consumption expenditure deflator, but very importantly for small businesses, wages. And like I said, wages are slowing across many different industries and sectors. And so that's something that we're going to keep a close eye on. We're also going to keep a close eye on what CEOs are saying in general about wages and whether they feel that it's still necessary to raise them as much as possible. And that's going to be really focused upon labor, whether or not they can continue to keep the greatest talent and also attract the greatest people without raising costs for themselves. That was Dana Peterson, chief economist at the Conference Board. She joined us at CNBC's Small Business Playbook event on August 2nd, 2023. The keynote is produced by the CNBC events team. For more information about upcoming CNBC events and how you can join us, visit cnbcevents.com. I'm Tyler Matheson. Thanks for listening. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx.